ahead and take your Bibles and go to Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. Read a pretty well known passage of Scripture here, verse 28. says, For which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Lest haply, after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him or with 20,000? Or else while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage and desireth conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath cannot be my disciple. Right here we see Jesus kind of giving some examples here just of trying to show people that hey, if you want to be my disciple, if you want to follow after me, you need to consider the cost first. Just like a man who's going to build a house, if he's going to build a building, first he's going to sit down and consider the cost. Now, what we're talking about here, 50 or 100 years ago, in every area of life, this was something that people did. They would consider the cost of what they were about to do. But... In our society today, people do not understand that there is a cost for some things. Our government, they spend money like there's, there's no tomorrow. And you know what? Individuals do the same thing. They, they'll take a credit card and they'll spend with it like they never have to pay it back. And there are, there's, and you know, there's many things, and I want to talk about a few tonight, that have a cost. And they might, this might seem so obvious. Yes, these things have a cost, but people today live like there is no cost for these things, and it's wrong. It makes no sense. We well, see here that when Jesus gives this example, the parable of the tower, I guess you would call it. You know, which of you intending to build a tower sits not down first and count the cost? And he talks about those if he doesn't finish it to see if he has sufficient enough to finish it. As a church, if we're going to, uh, when we start something, if we when we plan something, we need to have a plan to finish it. And you know, we we successfully started a church here, but it's one thing to just start a church; it's another thing to finish a church. Well, how do you how do you finish a church? Well, hopefully, you keep going and you keep serving God till the Lord comes. Hopefully, that's how we finish and we stay strong. And we're gonna we're just gonna keep going on this thing. We don't want to start something and then it. Fizzle out at before too long. I, I the other day, I was just thinking about a church that my wife and I went to on our uh, on our honeymoon when we first got married, and we were traveling. We were going to Niagara Falls, and we were going through Canada. And uh, it was a Sunday, and we wanted to find a church to go to. And there was two churches in town. We still had a ways to go, and we picked one because it was a really old church. It was like 150. It was like their 150th year. I thought, oh, this would be good. Let's go to the church. It's 150 years old. And uh, it was a terrible church. Uh, that's another story. Terrible. NIV Bible, contemporary music, praise team. You know, the pastor, he kind of had a little bit of a mullet going. Uh, I guess you, I don't know what you call it mullet, but it was just kind of a little long in the back and just creeped me out. And um, I looked that church up. I was just thinking about it. I was like, I wonder what the church has. They have a website. I went to look it up. Well, they just closed. They just closed their doors in December. Um, 
It's the same, and on their 163rd year, they had to shut it down because uh, they just all they had in the church. And it was kind of like this when we were there. It was pretty much all old people except the young people they had up in their praise team. <laughs> and uh, they and the, those old folks out there, they just weren't getting into the song like you were supposed to. They didn't have. Uh, when you get to that age, you don't have the dance moves and stuff. I guess that you do like the younger people have, but. It was sad because you know it's finished, it's done. They closed the doors, and uh, we need to consider the cost of what we do because we want to make sure that we finish what we start. You said, unless others, they look and they begin to mock. This guy started something and he couldn't finish it. Not at not long or around the same time at Lighthouse when they uh, started the building project and built the auditorium. I don't remember if it was right after or right before. I believe they did this right before us. Because I remember uh, you know, there was some skepticism about whether we were going to get our building done because there was a big charismatic church there in town that had started a building project. And they, this church had taken off and was huge and booming. And they were building this big, huge building. And they got up this big metal frame. It was a big round building. And you, Brother Sean, you probably know what I'm talking about, don't you? And here, that was 20 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. And that metal frame is still there. Just the metal frame. They never finished it. And I remember, you know, not long after they started, you know, I remember kind of watching it go up and seeing it. I was like, wow, you know, that's going to be quite the building when it gets done. And then all of a sudden it just kind of stopped and waited nothing happened for a while and then I remember they started doing part of the roof and uh, I think they might have got the metal roof on I don't remember but or they might have just done part of it thought oh okay here, here they go they're going to start working on it again and then that was as far as they got they never finished it and for years and years it's just like are they ever going to finish that building are they ever going to what's, what's going to happen and they never did to this day it's been like 20 years and there's just been a metal frame sitting there the church is still going there but um, it kind of became a joke. And they started it and they couldn't finish it. And I don't know what all happened. But obviously, uh, I'm sure they thought about the cost a little bit, but they hadn't done a real good job considering the cost because they weren't able to finish it. And the truth is, there is a cost for some things. And one of the things we see in the Bible that there is a cost for. Okay? And I know this is obvious to you all here. But there's people out there that I don't think understand this, but it's true. It's a fact. There is a cost for a church. A financial cost. It costs money to have a church. In Acts chapter 4, verse 31, it says, When they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the Word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul, neither said, uh, said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things in co- all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them, and brought the prices of the things that were sold, and laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Joseph, who by name, uh, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, and brought money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. 
Now, why did these people, when they were full of the Holy Ghost, when they were full of the power of God, and when they were all had things in common and were in one accord, why were they given money? Why were they all going and selling their lands and making these great sacrifices and giving this money to the apostles, laying it at their feet? They were because it cost money to have a ministry. It was going to cost money for them to be able to go and travel to all the different parts of the earth that they were going to go and to spread the gospel. It was going to cost money. They were going to have to pay, uh, you know, to ride to ride these ships and pay for food and places to stay. There are expenses to the ministry. There's there's building expenses. I mean, we get calls all the time from people, you know, wanting us to pay their bills for just about everything. I mean, people have asked for just about everything I was going to say except for, but no, including cigarette money. And I'm not lying okay, about that. That's been requested and admittedly. And you know, we don't have that much money around here. I mean, I put what you know comes in the offerings, and it's like people don't realize, wait a minute, we have a power bill here too. We pay a gas bill. We pay an electric bill. We pay a mortgage. You know, we there there's supplies, there's things we need to buy, there's there's upkeep for the church. You know, when the heater conked out the other day, we had to have somebody come in, we've got to pay him. It costs money to have a church. There's building expenses, there's supplies for the ministries. When we uh you know, when there's funerals and there's weddings, you know, Sunday school classes, all the things there's there's things we need. We needed to clean the floor yesterday and get it looking nice. You know what we had to do? We had to go buy some equipment to use to clean it all up and a machine to scrub that floor down. We want to keep it looking nice. The Lord's blessed us with a nice building. We wanna we want to keep it looking nice. We want to keep it looking good. We want to take care of it. And it costs money. You know, when we bought this carpet in here, they didn't just give it to us because we're a church. They charged us for it. We didn't have to pay taxes because we're tax exempt. <laughs> Thank the Lord. But they, they charged us money for it. They, we had to pay for them to come and install it. These, all of these things, they cost, they cost money. I mean, you name it. It costs money. Our lights are on right now. This is costing us money. When we run the water, it costs money. All these things cost money. And it's like people don't understand that. It's like they, they think they should be able to come to church whenever they want. And if they need something, the church ought to be able to just give that to them. And it's like, where do you think we get our money? It's not from the government. They don't give us anything. They think they do just because we're tax exempt. But they don't. It comes from God's people given to the work of the Lord. And it's and who are God's people? Well, it's supposed to be the ones that are sitting in the pews. And they don't realize there's a cost. There's a cost for a pastor. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, uh, verse 11. Not going to read it. We, we did that when we went through the book of 1 Corinthians, but we see that there is a cost for a pastor, that they live among the things of the church. God hath ordained that they that preach the gospel live of the gospel. We, we, kinda, uh, you know, we live off the church. Chapter 9, verse 11 through 14, you read that. It's, it's very clear. There's a cost. The pastor's really one of the biggest expenses. That a church does have, I mean, it because it costs money to live, doesn't it? I mean, and that takes us to our next point. There's a cost for living. There's a cost for being alive. First Timothy chapter five and verse eight. Pretty, uh, I think. Well, well, I don't even think this verse is well known anymore. I think it's been 
for, uh, forgotten. I'm in First Thessalonians, First Timothy chapter five and verse eight. It says, "But if any provide not for his own, and especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel." Provide? Why does he need to provide? Because it cost money to be alive. It cost. It even costs money to die. It does. I mean, just funeral expenses. There, it it is expensive to be alive. It costs money. There's you know there's hospital bills and doctor bills when they're born. Just when after they grow up, there's food bills. I mean, you all know this. It costs money to buy food, and there's a lot of people out there. I don't even think they realize that it costs money to buy food, and they just uh, that's a, that's another story there. But it does. It costs a lot of money. It costs money just to be alive. And he says, one that doesn't provide for his own, so he's worse than an infidel. Okay, whenever they would talk about infidels, it was talking about just some of these, you know, godless barbaric people that they didn't take care of their families. Their kids get hungry or something, you know, get out of the house. Kind of like an animal sometimes. They can't, you know, sometimes they'll just turn away some of their young if they can't take care of them. And there were there were people, there were cultures that would do that. Maybe their mothers and fathers. And I think um, in this passage it's referring to taking care also of those uh, that are older. Maybe, you know, maybe mothers, fathers, uh, grandparents. and just You don't take care of these people. Uh, that's that's a horrible thing to do, you know. Good culture, you know, good people, cultured people, they take care of their families. They take care of their own, and it costs money. There's home expenses. It costs money to have a house. It's a good, you know. I don't think you ought to go worrying your kids about bills and everything and making them think they're going to starve to death. But you know what? It's good for kids to understand that things cost money and for them to see how much it's going to cost. It's good for them uh, to see there's home expenses. You know, kids, when you're leaving that water running unnecessarily, you're running up the water bill. I mean, let them look and see what the water bill costs. When you're leaving all those lights on, that costs money. You know, the food expenses. Take them grocery shopping with you. Let them see how much this food costs that you're buying. You know, the, the birthday presents that they all expect, the clothes and things that they go through so fast. You know, maybe if kids saw how much pants cost. They wouldn't go sliding around on their knees all the time, making holes in their pants. I mean, you know, and you know, when I was a kid, I'd get some holes in my knees. But it's like my kids—they'll do that so fast, and I can have a pair of jeans that I work in for over a year. I don't get holes in my knees. I don't know. I don't know how they do that. But uh, I get, you know, if I slid on my knees now, it would—it would really hurt. But these things—they all cost money. You know. Medical expenses. Okay, people think that that should all be free. Okay, you know that's why one of the things that helped Obama get elected twice. People wanted their free health care. And listen, just because you don't pay for something doesn't mean it didn't cost anything. Somebody has paid. People don't just do these things for free. Doctors, they have. It would blow our minds. If we knew some of the student loans these guys were trying to pay off, it would blow our minds if we knew how much they were paying on malpractice insurance and things because people are so anxious to sue those guys. And listen, I, I know those bills are outrageous and I know those bills are high. And, and there's a lot of reasons for that. But I'm here today to tell you that 
these people, the expenses that they have are just astronomical. That would boggle our mind. And somebody's got to keep paying these people, otherwise they're going to quit. They're not going to do it. And I'm telling you right now, as much as I hate going to doctors, as much as I hate going to hospitals, I'm glad they're there. I'm really glad my wife's going to be having a baby pretty soon. I don't want to deliver it. I don't want to do that at all. I don't want to, I don't want it being born in our house. She's like, you know, it'd be kind of nice to have a home birth. No, it wouldn't. There is no way. That's not happening in our house. I want to do it at a hospital and have a doctor take care of these things. But it costs money, and people think that they should just it should just be free. I got a headache. I don't have any cash to go to the store to buy some medicine, so I'm going to go to the emergency room where somebody else is going to pay the whole bill and they'll give me medicine. And that kind of thing is happening right now. As we speak in our hospital, it's a weekend. They can't get in their doctor. They go into the emergency rooms because of a little flu or something. And that is it is costing uh, our country a fortune when people do that. And I could give a lot more examples, but I might start ranting and raving. We don't have time for all that. But just people wasting money, they don't realize there's a cost for those things. Those part means like it's money, it's just a little pill. How could it cost that much? Because you individual who are so anxious to sue somebody, those pharmacists that are making those pills, they have to pay all kinds of malpractice insurance too. It's got to go through all these FDA regulations and things where there's all these people in the government getting paid tons of money to regulate every little thing because of all the people whining and crying when something happens and wanting to sue somebody and wanting somebody to take responsibility. And it's all costing a fortune. It is, and it is killing our country. So a little pill, you know, shouldn't cost fifty bucks, but our our culture, our society has asked for that. We have caused that. We, we you know, no matter what way you look at it, as much as I hate Obamacare, as much, as bad as I was when that thing went through, as furious as I was when John Roberts turned on the whole country and went and was the deciding vote in favor of that. I mean, when he was supposed to be a conservative. When that, when, as much as I, I was so mad at him when he did that, our country begged for that. We begged for that, and the cost is going to keep going up because people keep thinking there is no cost. One of the reasons the food prices are as high as they are right now is because there's so many people out there that don't think, they don't realize there is a cost for that. So many people that are not paying for their own food, and it is driving prices up like crazy. Because people don't, under, our culture doesn't understand that, especially young people these days. They don't understand that these things cost money. So many people is not paying their own bills, and it is just, it's destroying our nation economically. And you know what? All these people, too, that aren't taking care of themselves and that don't understand that there's a cost for things, it's not helping their lives out one bit. It's not. You know, I, you, you try to be nice, you try to be gentle. You try to be compassionate. But you also, I, I try to show people when they're dependent on all these things that you know what? They don't do a real good job taking care of you, do they? They don't always come through for you, do they? I don't know if you want to keep on trusting them. You might want to start 
trying to figure out how you can do this on your own. Because you can take care of yourself better than they can. Because, unfortunately, they don't care about you as much as you do. And why should they? You know what I mean? Really? Why? Well, just because it's the right thing to do. Well, it's the right thing for you to, for you to care about yourself and take care of yourself. And this mentality of there not being a cost for anything, it's killing, it's killing churches because people, they, they come to church, they want to be a part of the church, they want to enjoy all the fun stuff that goes on in churches, but they don't want to contribute financially. Like they don't understand these things all cost money. Hey, you know, why don't we have this program in our church? Why don't we do this? Because it costs money. It costs a lot of money. The reason our country is in the financial problem that it's, problems that it's in is because people don't realize there is a cost for just living and being alive. Everything costs money. So I'm all for certain services and things. I'm all, I mean, I'm, we, there is a need for government. So, you know, it's obviously a lot bigger than it needs to be. I thank God, you know, that we've got, you know, policemen that we can call. We need to, uh, your firemen, things like that. I'm glad we have an ambulance service if there's an emergency. I'm thankful there's people out there plowing the roads right now. I'm thankful for all those things. And we need all those things. And I'm fine with paying for those things. But I also understand there's a cost. They cost, they cost something. When they're doing that, we need to understand that that is costing us money. And it ought to help cause us to be responsible too, but people they don't realize there is a cost. And then, lastly, and people don't understand this, but there's a cost for sin. No matter what way you look at it, there is a cost for sin. Romans six twenty three, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There are billions of people in this world today that are living lives. Just doing whatever they can to fulfill the lust of the flesh, not understanding that there is going to be there's there's a cost for it, there's a payment for it. Now we know that Jesus Christ made that payment for us when He died on the cross, but we've got to accept that gift of salvation if we want our eternal souls saved, don't we? And they've not done that. They've not. Uh, they've not called on the name of the Lord. They've not asked for forgiveness. They've not asked for that gift of salvation because they don't understand that there is a cost. They haven't figured that out. You go to most people these days and try to talk to them about their sin and they look at you like you're crazy. They look at you like you're just some judgmental person that thinks you're better than everybody. How dare you think I'm a sinner? How dare you think my lifestyle is bad? And I'm sorry, it is. You're a sinner, and there's payment for it. You can either accept the payment that Jesus made for you on the cross, or you can pay for it, but it's going to, yourself. But it's going to take you an eternity in a place called hell. And people these days, they'll mock you for it. They'll laugh at you, and they'll try to say that there is no place like hell. Just like our politicians, they'll you know whenever we say our country's heading for a financial collapse and heading for bankruptcy, they'll laugh. Oh, we're fine. We're going to be able to handle that. We're going to be able to get through. You're just you know a doom and gloomer. Hey, no, it's it's real. It's going to happen one of these days. We're going to be faced with reality because there is a cost. There's a cost. I mean, so I don't even want to go into thing all our government spends money on. I mean, all the. Wars that we fight all over the place for every little thing. And it just, it's so expensive. 
I'm not saying that they're all bad. Sometimes we we definitely need to. But sin, there is a cost for sin. And Jesus, He paid the debt for our eternal soul. If you're saved today, hey, thank God for it. Your, your soul is saved. However, this is another thing that I think even Christians, they don't understand. And at least they don't live like they understand this. When Jesus died on the cross, He saved your soul. Okay? He saved your soul from the penalty of sin. However, He didn't save our bodies from the penalty of sin. Our bodies are still going to pay the cost of sin. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. And he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. There is a cost for reaping. I'm sorry, but there is a cost for drunkenness. For drunkenness, not for alcohol, you know, alcoholism. You know, they feel, oh, I'm sorry, you know, I'm an alcoholic. And they say it like it's this uncontrollable disease that I have. It's like, no. It's like there's diseases out there that people get that they can't help and they can't control. But you know what? Uh, I've never, you know, I've never seen cancer in a bottle that you can go buy. Well, maybe I'm wrong about that with some of the stuff that, some of the stuff in our food these days. But I mean, but the, People go and they buy it. I've never seen cancer advertised on television. But alcohol is, and people, they do. They think it's a disease that they can't help. And they'll still, they'll go, and not only is there a financial cost, beer's expensive, wine, whiskey, all that stuff, it's expensive, but there is a, there's a physical cost for it. And people these days, they don't understand it. They think that they can go and just destroy their bodies with the drugs, the smoking, that alcohol. And then I'll just go to church and I'll let them pray over me and I'll be fine. No, you won't. Hey, God can forgive that sin that you did to your body and He'll save your soul. But you know what? I'm sorry. You're still going to have the beer belly. You're still going to have the rotted liver. You're still going to, if you've been smoking, you're still going to have the spotted lungs. If you're doing drugs, you're still going to have the fried brain cells. It's still going to be there. You just, you trash your body and that's a cost that I don't want to pay. But there is a cost to those things. If kids could understand that there is a cost for doing drugs, there's a cost for committing crimes and building up records. I mean, I've talked to so many people that feel like there is no hope because they cannot get a job because they've got this felony on their record. And places, they won't even look at them. They won't even give them a chance. If they'd have understood back then, hey, there's a cost for that crime. These people that are sitting in prison, when they were robbing that gas station when they were doing whatever they are doing, they didn't understand that there is going to be a payment for these things. There's a cost for sin. There's a cost for immorality. You go living in a moral lifestyle. I mean, guys, there might be you you might have to spend years paying child support for a child that you really don't have a whole lot of rights with. You might have there's you know girls same thing. You might have to take care of some guy's kid that doesn't care about you one bit. That's not going to help you one bit. He's so pathetic and he's so lazy that he's not going to help you out financially. That he will never get a job. He'll never do anything but drug dealing just because he doesn't want to have to pay child support. And it's I know people like that. I talked to a lady one time that 
her boyfriend or her former boyfriend, he never paid a dime of child support. And he'd been ordered by the courts. He's supposed to give a certain percentage of his income. Well, he showed the courts he just doesn't have any income. At least any legal income. And he's not about to try to get any. And that's why and they, there is a cost for that. You allowed that guy into your life? There's a cost for it. You were, you were immoral? There was a cost for that kind of thing. There's diseases and things out there people get that are you know, too disgusting to talk about in church. And people get these things and they act like they're these horrible, you know, poor victims. Like, no, there was a, there's a cost for immorality. I'm not trying to be unmerciful. I'm not trying to be mean. I, I, I do. I, I care when people mess up when they make mistakes and I, I feel bad for them. But it's like people, they go and they just totally throw their lives down the toilet and then they come and it's like, pray for me and make my problems go away. I'm sorry. You're going to have to pay for this. You're, there's, there's a cost for it. You know, don't, don't come to me you know, don't don't go take a trip out to Las Vegas and gamble gamble away all your life savings. Go and run up your you know, go use your credit card so you can get some you know, so you can gamble some more and get yourself in huge debt in Las Vegas and then come crying to me and say, I need help financially. I don't know how I'm gonna eat. I'm sorry. You, you gotta pay that back. There's a cost for going to Vegas and blowing your money. There's a cost for these things. And people, they don't understand it. And then they they look at you like you're just this terrible person because you won't help them out. But there's a cost. There's a cost for laziness. You live a life of laziness. You know, you young people, you kids, you're too lazy to do your homework, too lazy to... There's, there's going to be a cost for that. You're not going to know as much as you need to know. You're not going to be as smart as you should be. You're not going to be able to get as good of a job as you should be able to get. There's a cost for not knowing math. I think that's the biggest problem financially in our country today. So people just don't they don't know math. They don't understand. If you got a hundred dollars, make it easy. If you got a hundred dollars a week coming in, you can't be spending a hundred and fifty. That's going to put you in the negative. And our politicians, they're supposed to be all these wise, educated, you know, Harvard, Yale people, and they don't even know that. They haven't even figured that out. And you know what? And it's no different than most Americans. But there is. There's a cost for laziness. There's a cost for dishonesty. You know, that's another thing young people like to do. They'll go and they'll lie to their parents, and then when their parents don't trust them, you should trust me because I'm your child. No, there's a cost for dishonesty. You lied. We don't trust you anymore. And that's the cost for dishonesty. You have proved that you can't be trusted. You have proved that you are a liar. And there is a cost. People, they don't. There is a cost for sin. We could go on and on and talk about every sin, and we could talk about the cost of it. And we've all faced it. In our life, there's all of us in here. There's all been things that we have done. There's sins that we have committed, and we had to pay for them. There's a cost for it, and we didn't like it. And it's no fun. But I'm sorry, it's a reality. Well, you know, Jesus forgives our sins. Jesus paid my sin debt. Yes, He paid the sin debt for your eternal soul. You don't have to spend eternity in hell. But here on this earth, in your body, there is payment for your sin. And 
you better recognize the fact that there is a cost. And it would be very wise if you as an individual just make it a habit to consider the cost of the decisions before you make them. You know, as a church, we need to do that. Before we try anything. Before, you know, so we're, there's all kinds of projects that we want to do around here. And you know what we've got to do? We, we, we get together and we talk about the cost of these things. Well, how much is that going to cost? How much do we have right now? We discuss these things. That's why we're going to have this business meeting. Because we, we have to see where we're at to make sure that we make wise decisions because we don't want to go and just not even think about the cost of anything and get ourselves in big financial trouble. That happens to churches all the time. It happens to families. It happens to government. We don't want that to happen here. But if you, we can ignore price tags. We can ignore the charges we're racking up. But you know what? Don't be fooled. Payday is going to come. But eventually, we're going to have to pay for it. It's amazing how people, sometimes with virtually no income, will go sign up for you know, two-year contract on a cell phone It costs more than a month and they even have coming in. And then they can't pay their cell phone bill. And it's like, why did you sign up for it? Did you not... Oh, they didn't think about the cost. When people, people go, you know, and they commit some of these sins and immorality, people that go to, you know, they go, they're going to, they're in court right now, maybe facing prison time. Didn't you think about what might happen? No, they didn't even think about it. Didn't even cross their mind. Didn't consider it one bit. And I'm telling you right now, I'd like to get rich quick as much as anybody. It would be, you know, sometimes, yeah, I would. It'd be a whole lot easier just to rob a bank one time. I'd never do it again. Just just one time. They got their, they got insurance. That's what everybody says. You know, they got insurance. Well, somebody's got to pay. Now everybody's insurance is going to go up too for that company. So everything has a cost. But so they have insurance. I'll never do it again, and I'll tithe off of it. But you know what? Even if I start to get tempted to do that, I got to think about. Wait a minute. I wonder how many years I'll do if I get caught. Because there's a good chance I'll get caught. And what's God going to think about that? <laughs> and, but people, they don't, they don't consider it. Don't let that be your mistake. There is a cost. Always keep it in mind. And there's so many things out there. We just got to learn to say no. There's, uh, we don't have internet out at our house right now. I'd like to have it, but all there is is satellite. And satellite's expensive. It's really expensive. And the service isn't very good. And I was talking to the guy on the phone, and he was like, well, it sounds like you know, we're the, pretty much your only option, so you know, why don't you just go ahead and sign up? And I told him, I said, There's, there is another option. I could not have it. And I said, with how much this costs, I said, I don't think it's worth it. I would rather do without and you know what? There's a lot of sins and things out there that might be fun. But when I think about the cost, so you know what? I think I'll skip that one. I think I will do without that. And if we would put that into practice, we'd all be better off. If we do it as a family, as an individual, as a church, as a government, we'd be so much better off. So let's do this. Let's all stand together tonight. Our heads bowed, eyes closed. Let's have a verse of invitation. Consider the cost. There is a cost. Everything costs something.